I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today, I've got an icon who may not be an icon of Echoes, but he is definitely an icon of electronic pop. We're going to hear from Gary Newman, whose second album, Replicas, remains a classic of the new wave movement. His hit song, Cars, is often mocked, but listen closely, and it's predicting the dystopian future we might actually be in. His new album, Intruder, is a crushing but beautiful plea from the earth to save itself from us. We are the intruder. We are the infestation. We're like a, a cancer, you know, exploding exponentially and with unchecked and unrestrained and doing untold damage with no regard for anything else or for itself, which is the bizarre thing about it. It ultimately destroys itself because it kills the thing that it exists within. Before we get there, I want to tell you about a great new album by Johan Agerbjörn and Mikael Ogren, two Swedish electronic musicians who we play heavily on Echoes. Their new album is called Artifact, and it has a great concept. It's inspired by Arthur C. Clarke's enigmatic novel Rendezvous with Rama. Agavion and Ogren, whose last album was also an Echoes CD of the Month pick, explore their entire electronic palette, including Berlin School Sequencer Overdrive. Artifact by Johan Agerbjorn and Mikkel Ogren is available from Amazon, iTunes, Bandcamp, and other retailers. And now, let's hear Gary Newman talk about his apocalyptic fear and his new album, Intruder. Between the pandemic, wars, climate change, political, religious, and racial strife, not to mention the rise of artificial intelligence, it can be a scary world out there. Some musicians want to give you comfort, but others want to recognize the danger. Gary Newman is one of those, and he's been doing it since his first album as Two-Way Army in 1978. He continues on his latest release, Intruder. We are the intruder. We are the infestation. We're like a, a cancer, you know, exploding exponentially and with unchecked and unrestrained and doing untold damage with no regard for anything else or for itself, which is the bizarre thing about it. It ultimately destroys itself because it kills the thing that it exists within. I can listen to you scream pretty music to my ears. I can listen to it all day. Talk 
I'm speaking to Gary Newman on Zoom. He's on the road in an anonymous-looking Santa Barbara hotel room. Although he's very affable and laughs easily, he presents as very black. He's wearing an Under Armour black baseball cap, a black t-shirt with a shredded collar, and a black zippered hoodie. It's all black. He looks a little sad too, with a downturned mouth and hooded hazel eyes, he appears like a lot of us feel over the last year and a half. And his new album seems born from pandemic. It wasn't meant to be, actually. When I'd started it, it was probably three quarters finished by March last year. I was well underway with it. But interestingly, for me anyway, it's about the earth. If the earth could speak, how would it feel about what's going on now? It would be betrayed, it would be disillusioned, disappointed, angry, probably. You know, will it fight back? Is it already fighting back? Then came the COVID-19 pandemic. And so you're sort of working on all, on all these ideas. And as part of that, you know, the thought was, well, if it was going to fight back, how? How would it fight back? And I remember seeing a documentary quite some time ago now, actually, and it talked about viruses in particular as being a mechanism of nature, as to how, in some respects, nature uses viruses to cull and to you know, shape the world in which nature sees fit for it to be. And I can't remember the specifics of it, but the idea that a virus would be a mechanism of nature sort of stuck with me. And so it was already part of the sort of the lyrical plan, if you were, for the album, pre-COVID. So when COVID came along, it was just a bizarre coincidence in, in a way that it just happened to fit perfectly into what I was already writing about. So I did write a song specifically for COVID called The Gift, not for it, about it. But it fits so seamlessly into what the album was already saying that it doesn't even look like an add-on, it's just part of that same narration, you know. Do you like the gift I made for you? There's one little thing left to remember It's made to take your breath away Do you feel this beauty Dystopian is a word that is often applied to Gary Newman, and he does pretty much own it. But he also thinks it's a positive thing. A lot of dystopian stuff is not meant to be doom and gloom, and we're all, you know, everything is terrible, and we're all rubbish, and the world is an awful place. Quite a lot of dystopian art, music, is meant as a, or intended, I think, as a warning of what things could become. Not necessarily even a likely outcome, but a possible outcome. I have seen the world of man, worshiping the sun, and all I know is no one ever comes. You speak in his name, such arrogance and shame, and every choice is guided by your If you were to listen to many of the songs on Intruder Cold without the underlying context Gary is giving us, you might think these were breakup songs about romantic betrayal. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, 
because that's what it is. What I try to portray with the, some of the songs on the record is that, you know, when preachers first dragged themselves out of the ocean and ultimately started to walk upright, the earth has given us everything. It kind of took us in, wrapped a protective cloak around us, gave us everything we needed to survive, and, and not just to survive, but to flourish and to grow and to become what we would ultimately become. And so it's done everything for us. So we are like a favorite child. And yet we get to this point and we're like the child's gone out, become a drag addict, come home, punch mum in the face and try to steal all her money. That's what we've become to the planet. Gary Newman sees many roadblocks on the path to salvation for Earth and humanity, among them politics, hypocrisy, and industry, but especially religion. Yeah, I do though, I do. Part of it is not just the damage that I think religion causes in relation to climate change, which is why it's on this album particularly, it's the the shock really, and it's not shock, but the never-ending surprise that I have that people will willingly believe in something so unbelievable and yet be so willing to believe in that, so wanting to believe in all that, and yet don't really live by it, and yet they're so unwilling to believe in the obvious, which is, you know, with a mountain of evidence behind it. Remember with Intruder, I'm speaking from, from the Earth's point of view. So from the Earth's point of view, you have all these people that are willingly abusing it and destroying it and being greedy and selfish and just awful, awful creatures on, on you know this little infestation on the planet. At the same time, they're believing in this God that supposedly created it. And this is you know one of God's miracles. And here you are, effectively, you know, destroying it. Can you break your crumbling idols and push the pieces into the sea? Can I trust you to keep my secret? I have loved in the face of God. Gary Newman's music has evolved considerably since his early signature recordings like Replicas and Telecon. He's more Nine Inch Nails now than Depeche Mode, and it should be noted, Nine Inch Nails cite him as an influence. On Intruder, he continues evolving into a driving but rock-gritty electronic sound, but also adds some other touches like the Yabahar. It's an instrument invented by Gorkum Sen from Turkey, and it's a string device that uses drums and springs as resonators. And it is absolutely amazing. He invented it. He's the only person that can play it. As far as I know, there's only one in the world, although he does seem to adapt it with different parts from different photographs that I've seen.
and sound of the Abaha has also shaped Gary Newman's singing. He doesn't have the nasally whine that marked his early music when he would sing in a robotic cadence that nevertheless did fit the music. I've never liked my voice very much and so it's always been a bit of an Achilles heel for me but it is what it is and it's what I've got so you know a few years ago I just thought rather than keep regretting it you know you, you might as well just make the most of it. He's more full-throated now, and his voice has become deeper and supple, with Middle Eastern-like bends and ornaments. Well, it is a fascination I've had for a long time with those sorts of melodies. I like the unpredictable nature of Middle Eastern melodies. You never really know where they're going. It's really interesting, and I, and I think it's really beautiful, and I'm not very good at it at all, but I do like it, and I, and I like to try to bend and have a hint, a flavouring of what they do. And I do think it works well, and I, I do think it sits well with what I'm doing. But now I feel the income, my childish dreams are undone. I cry under a black sun, until a song is unsung. Gary Newman doesn't write what you would call a happy song. Not knowingly, no. Even Cars, his biggest and most effervescent pop hit, isn't about the joys of driving, but seeing the car as a sanctuary from the outside world and imminent danger. If I could write happy, uplifting songs that cheered people up, I, I would be willing to do that. I'm not massively interested in that, to be truthful. The things that I find fascinating and the things that sort of give me, sort of compel me, I suppose is the way to put it, to, to actually write are darker things, the darker side of life, really, or future, perhaps, the darker side of what the future has to offer. That's where I feel more comfortable. But don't think that Gary Newman is all dour and sad. After all, as a child, he was a massive fan of the TV show, The Monkees. I did love The Monkees, I really did. That was a genuine thing. When I was little, I, I probably told you before, you know, I was in a, we had a group in our street called The Monkey Juniors, and we would go to people's houses and put on Monkees albums and mime, mime to them for money, for candy money. Yeah, I did that for, a year or more to the the Davy Jones member of the band moved house and so that was the end of that <laughs> can you sing the monkey's theme what is it here we come that one walking down yeah. the street yeah I love it I'm a believer <laughs> don't expect him to sing that on his next concert tour
Gary Newman went to the pinnacle of pop fame with Cars, but for more than a decade he's been probing a deeper sound that befits his vision of a world in peril. You can hear it on his latest album, Intruder. I will have a link for Intruder by Gary Newman in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. I didn't have an icon of Echoes in this week's podcast, but you can catch a live Echoes concert by the 23rd icon, Norwegian space guitarist Eric Vallo. That is up on the Echoes website at echoes.org. It'll also be in your free Echoes app. And if you don't have that yet, what are you waiting for? We're taking a break next week from the podcast, but when we return, I'll have the 25th icon, Anna Sobel, and the trio of Emancipator, Rena Jones, and Flower Pulse. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online, right now, or whenever you want.